Hello and welcome back to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, August 20th. In this episode, North London Transfer Sagas. Nuno heads back to Molyneux to face Wolves. And we've got merch and betting advice. But first, Mike, your team lost in some tournament that no one's <laughs> ever heard of and played really, really bad. And uh, Brian Hill didn't play well. And uh, it, does it take a damper off the city game? No, not at all. Um, Are you sure? Not at even a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I've been torn from the start on how I feel about this tournament. We'll get into that in a second. Um, Is it the Europa Conference League? It's literally it's Conference the, it's... League losers. You'll never sing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, uh, yeah, we're just, the first English team ever to lose in the competition, so we're really excited yeah, about making history yeah. today. Yeah, um, so it's uh, it's it's one of these things that because of the faux democratic nature of UEFA, in order to get votes for all the other tiny little leagues, they make these other tournaments that are just like what? So look, you give you give the teams that don't really ever have a chance to be in the Champions League, let alone in Europa a shot to be in Europe and it means something they get to go that, you know, it doesn't mean yeah. anything to England, but if I were the championship, I would put my teams in the Europa conference league. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, you're one of these smaller teams, you get to go on a European tour, you get to give yeah, your masquerade as a Europa league team. But one thing that I, I do want to go back to on the culture thing, and then we'll, we'll talk, we'll do the preview. This is the match two preview, but I do want to talk about one thing that's important is, for uh, for teams that are not the big five leagues, so Spain, France, England, Germany, Italy, this thing means a lot. It is a chance, sure, like you yeah. said, to, and it's a chance for us to see other fans, right? Like these crazy stadiums, like getting to see a team in Romania, Stakhau Bucharest, fucking set their stadium on fire is exciting to me. So I have respect for it, but for Spurs, it's like, a, do I need to do this? It's a no. chore, and it's a youth yeah. league tournament, and and. Yeah fine um but, but yeah no that's but if you could if, if the championship teams could be in it it would be awesome because then you could have like nottingham forest in europe which is pretty dope anyway well, yeah but you're gonna get the seventh place team in the in the league and so and that's charlie's debut on the podcast that little bastard. that's okay we we're it's a family show uh, it's a family love show dogs and he's barking he, <laughs> he is, is really upset about the harry kane saga he doesn't want him to go he is he was almost named harry uh and he wasn't i'm not one of those people uh, Harry Canine, I guess, but uh, yeah, yeah, wow, you yeah. did well not to call him Harry Canine. You just named him <laughs> after his brother instead. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Charlie, Charlie Canine, Canine, the illiterate agent, super agent in London. Um, oh, but will God. he stay? Will he go? Uh, that's been all of the all the rage oh, in in London newspapers this week. Um, it's interesting. The one thing that I felt after the City game that was missing was the. Great job, boys! From Kane, every time he's hurt uh, and and you know yeah. they get a big win, he's always you know the big cheerleader and stuff like that. He was yeah. apparently at the stadium, but there was no real word uh, from him, especially on and not that social media means anything to anybody, but in a time where you're you're you were such a leader and you're so absent, it's mm. incredibly deafening, right? Uh, yeah. He just popped in with something yesterday, day before, where it was just like. Hey go, had a training session. All, all good. Yeah. Like wearing the Spurs crest. So yeah. he seems to be, you know, starting to resign himself that he's gonna have to make amends with not only the 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 club, the players in the locker room, but the fans that have sung his name uh re, you know relentlessly for seven, eight years now and had his back when he was I mean, I've talked about it on the show and more than a few times where he's been the subject of ridicule for no good reason whatsoever. And Spurs mm -hmm. fans like myself have always come to his defense. And we feel really pretty high and dry right now. Um, yeah, there's I, a, there's I, a I vocal just... minority on Twitter that really wants him out and blah, blah, blah. And shut the fuck up. They don't when he know. comes That's back, not, he, they don't. It's not real life. Let's always remember that. Right. But I, <laughs> I, I feel like he has always been the utmost professional and utmost uh example of what we want Tottenham Hotspur to be and he has been so the opposite the last three weeks that it's it's going to take a little bit of time for me and what I mean a little bit of time is this Sunday when he scores at Molyneux uh I'm gonna be singing Harry Kane he's yeah. one of our own but yeah um well 
it's it's interesting. There is still a chance that he could go to City, right? But it just seems, and I'm curious your perspective, but it yeah. seems as though City are slowly moving on. Yeah. So so in the in midweek, it, well, yeah, in midweek we had this Vahal, uh, Tucson Dusan Mahalovic Vahalovic. Well, Florence he was a. He's a Spurs target, right? He so yeah. that was the thing that Spurs it felt tar- like City. Whatever. Any well, that, any, any striker becomes a thing, right? So so he became a, right. a City target uh, for a good hot minute, and that was okay. Uh, I think I really do. I really do think City are standing firm. They're where they are. They're at the one twenty five plus a player. Uh, those players that they're offering don't want to go, right? Because they all want to play in Europe, specifically Bernardo Silva specifically America Laporte. Um, City, I think one of the things that's interesting is City don't deal with Raiola, so actually Holland is not an option. And the uh, the, the, the incredu- hmm. incredulity of the punditry of like, wouldn't you just want Holland? That they don't do like five minutes of research and know that City have not signed a Raiola player ever um, makes you wonder what they're up to. Because I'm like, we- why do I know that? And everyone knows well, that. Well, we could go back on the tape like three weeks and we did were I saying say that too. No, I well, I did. I was like, why? Oh, okay. I did. I was like, why wouldn't Why wouldn't you want Holland over Kane? And you were like, I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. So there's that piece. And I had forgotten about it and it came back. Like I didn't the, know that. that. Um, it's just, it, there is a management piece here that's very personal. We always have to remember these teams are really small. It's literally tricky, tricky to who's the GM of, of City, this director of football, the CEO, Ferran Torres, one other guy, and then they're just talking to Levy direct, right? It's yeah. three guys, and it's personal re- uh, relationships. I do think City will walk, and they'll just go, okay. And I think Levy might end up eventually going, I'm going to hold the bag. Kane is going to be 31, and I'm going to miss out on $125 million because there's nobody else that's going to buy him, right? Can I ask a stupid question, though? Yeah. As we look, and this is this will be a sort of segue into our next topic, but as we watch Tottenham's North London rivals spend 135 million on not a whole hell of a lot, mm-hmm. does that really like does that we've been down this road before with Spurs? They've had a hundred million to spend. Granted, they got some excellent players out of it, but yeah. did they get did they really sell Elvis to buy the Beatles? No, they did not. not and so time. I trust Fabio Paratici and the, the the small amount of signings he's made so far. I trust the names that have been thrown around, but at, at, until I see them, you know, uh, on the Twitter account, until I see them, you know, uh, being donning the 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 lily white shirt, then it's just a rumor. It's just Paulo Dybala. It's just it's, you know, yeah, the, it's and, everybody. And the other thing all over is that again. we keep remembering is it's not linear. These things are happening day by day by day by day, and yeah. they make it look like there's news every day. There's been no news. Nothing has happened. Oh no! The nothing same has 125 happened. million has been yes. put out there. Spurs is saying nothing, and mm-hmm. City is saying nothing, and everything else is bullshit. But I do have one point, and I and I argued with people on Twitter about this. There is a lot of PR going on. There are players being put in to make it look like pressure. All of a sudden, Lewandowski comes up. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Vahalovic to City thing that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. City have never said anything about that. So there's all these things that fly up. But one of the things that I noticed is. The camp, the Spurs side campaign of he had a six year contract and he should honor it. I have this to say to you. I'm going to look directly in the camera. Never side with management, ever. Always side with players. Always. If you look up any history of sport, I know. Ever in any sport, management are scum and fuck the players. Even our friend Harry Kane got fucked by his owner. Never. No, he got fucked never, by his agent. Never side with the players. Did Charlie Kane fuck up? Yes, he's oh, a disaster. Yeah. That's why you. I said this too. This is why you signed Mino Raiola. He wouldn't have let yeah. this happen. Right. It would have Absolutely. been an escape clause for 180 million dollars, and he would have been fucking drumming up shit wherever. But oh yeah, never side well, with management. Always side with the players. Come on. Okay. Always. Now let's rewind. As a, as, sorry, three as months. a heuristic, unless the guy's a rapist. Then throw the player under the bus. Right, 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 right. There are examples to there are exceptions to the never rule. They're not altruistic and they're not good people and they're not on your side. Okay. 
let's rewind three months. We go back uh-huh. to the end of last season. Yeah. Harry Kane is walking off, at, um, clapping very, I'm very sad. limited fans. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. And what was the tone in that stadium there? And again, limited fans. I appreciate it. We're going to fucking, well, yes, we're going to fucking kill Daniel Levy with our bare hands, right? Yeah. And it's been the same song for five years. He's the reason Pochettino left. He's the reason we never won anything. He's the reason we got close but no cigar. He's the reason why we have all these delusional expectations out of Spurs because of the last five years that we got so close and we were just always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But three months later, almost to the day, uh, we're sitting here and Spurs fans are more on the side of, of Daniel Levy than Harry Kane, because what ends up happening is if, if Kane says he wants to go, then okay. I don't root for Harry Kane FC. I root for Tottenham Hotspur FC, and I will continue to root for Tottenham Hotspur FC, whether Kane is here or not. So whether I, I like I it or not, I know, I'm married. I know why it happens. All I'm saying is who owns the press? Who owns all the PR connections? Who can put something on TV? Who can well, put the ear in the in the press? Who well, hold can contact on. agents? Who can contact the league? Who can pull the player down? Hold who on. has all that power? The club. Not all of it. Not all of it. Almost who all went, of it. Who went golfing with Gary Neville before the Euros and put all this out there? Uh, he, Harry he, fucking Kane did. That you know wasn't what? Daniel Levy. That's all he had. Okay? I'm just saying, as a heuristic... Never side with management. The players have what? I largely Four agree. years, maybe, where they have a shot to make the kind of money. Daniel Levy's going to be fine for another 50 years, and when he sells Spurs, he'll sell it for a billion dollars. I know, Fuck I him. know. And I, I'm not, listen, it is a tremendous leap of faith to say that I am always in, uh, uh, or I'm 100% in Daniel Levy's camp here. I'm not. What I'm trying to do is look at it from the Tottenham Hotspur what the best point of view for them going forward is and what the, there's, there's differing opinions oh, on this. Course, it's either, there are, there are times when the play, when the needs of the club are aligned with the needs of the fan. And there are times when the needs of the fans are aligned with the needs of the club, right? Mm-hmm. The other way around, whatever it is. Right. And that happens all the time. Like when a player wants to stay and they move him or whatever the reasons are, or they sign a new contract or, you know, that one player is holding out. He's like, you guys need to buy more players. I get it. But mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, as a rule of thumb, don't side with management. They I, will I fuck understand. you anytime. This is the same team that signed to be with the Super League, okay? The players didn't sign oh, up for I know. that shit. I know. Right? That's all I'm saying. But he also hasn't signed a replacement for Harry Kane ever. Carlos Vinicius is back in Portugal. So, yeah, they didn't sign him. I mean, granted, they, it was a $45 million like buy clause, but like, why would you spend that? But, okay. You don't have any strikers if you sell Harry Kane, okay? And don't tell me, Sonny, he's not a 38-game striker, okay? Um, and, and it's not because I don't love him. He's just – you need more than one striker. The point is you need to keep Harry Kane and you need to sign a backup striker regardless, yeah. right? And so if you if you sign Harry um, – if you sell Harry Kane, you get all the money in the world. You have 11 days until – or 10 days until the uh, the transfer window closes. Yeah. Really? Lautaro yeah, Martinez yeah. went by the wayside. Vlahovic, yeah. who was our target first, is going by the wayside. So those are yeah. your two na- main targets right there. Danny Ings we talked about a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot of of spursiness, if you will, in the window already. And maybe Ollie Watkins is available. Maybe Ollie Watkins is available. But he's not. I, <laughs> would, take Ollie, I would take Ollie Watkins in City tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. And that for and 40 so, million dollars, I'd be like, Ollie Watkins, let's get Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so listen, whatever they do with this money at this point will be a panic move. And everybody's gonna know they have it. So they're gonna yeah, ratchet yeah, up the prices. So keep, I mean I, the thing is for City, no it's like to for City, it's like, are we if we don't get Kane, we might finish second. Like we're in the Champions League, no matter what. Yep. Like that's nailed down. Without Kane. We might lose. We might lose the Chelsea Champions League because Pep does something stupid. Chelsea are fucking nailed on. They're fucking good. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, yeah. I still later on. I'm going to talk about why I I still still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah this is that's that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Listen, so let's I'm go a back. Flip-flopper. What do you want from me? You are. Let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. That's too much Harry Kane talk for me. Um, of, uh, let's talk about the the club. I 
a club I love to talk about is Arsenal, right? Um, made some waves this week, and I mentioned it earlier in the show that they have topped out their their summer spending most in the league. I believe their total is up to 135 pounds, 135 million pounds now. Um, help me out with this. They've gotten Ben White for about 50. They've gotten um, the two. Ignore the two other ones for now. Uh, who are the other ones that they've signed? They I'm got trying an to African think. kid, a French kid, Salabia, Satabia, something like that. Okay. Um, a couple of other names uh, that are escaping me at the moment, but the two that were headlines this week, Martin Odegaard, who you may remember from such yeah. films as last season, um, <laughs> really, really strong attacking midfielder. He's going to like partner with Emil Smith-Rowe, they think. Um, yeah. And that makes them formidable. I really like him. I mean, if you've heard the name before, it's because he was one of these starlit 15, 16-year-old kids who signs with Real Madrid and all the fanfare, and they, they never really – live up to what I, they're supposed I, I to be think, which I is effectively messy is that he didn't lose is that he didn't lose his mind right, right. like the right. fact that he signed for real madrid at 15 years old and came out of it is pretty good mm-hmm. so it's nuno Tavares, undisclosed lokonga from anderlich who is a recommendation from uh, uh vincent company uh he mm-hmm. was a captain at 20 that's right and I remember that. 15 million ben white at 50 a uh, bunch of dudes out, like a, a half the, a squad that is just like they sold Gwenduzi, they sold Willock, um, they sold that was good business. Mavraponis, uh, yeah, a bunch, anyway, of, a bunch of a bunch of other guys who just left. So, so the two again, Odegaard is going to be a great, great signing. Is about thirty, thirty-five million. I'm not entirely sure what, but in that range, 35, 40. Yeah, yeah. really, really Young, strong signing. Again, a player. A player that, yeah, he's only 22 years old, and he's gonna he's gonna walk right into that room because he did as early as three months ago. He was part of the, yeah. he was arguably one of their best players last season. So, yeah. a really strong uh, pickup for Arsenal and something that yeah, guy, was predictable and, and it was right. I, yeah, I got a lot of feedback on him because I was trolling Twitter a lot. Just a guy that you can fire the ball to him in front of the in front in 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 the box in the hole at the ten in different areas. He will it'll stick. He'll turn and make the next pass. He's yeah. not a scorer, but he's a knitter together of the play. So mm-hmm. these guys that you need to make the next pass. He's the pass before the pass. He does, he's not flashy, but really tidy on the ball. Like turns yeah. and spins with it. Boom, boom. So I think I think Arsenal fans know this. They know they need him. So I mean, he makes a difference. Um, but again, it's that it's that Laka Obama Young old dudes up front thing it's like they seem to be yeah. like of a different team there's one team that arteta's making that you can see it's the Saka, it's the tierney it's smith row it's it's martinelli it's odegaard you know you've got you've got some things going on there that are working you know ben white is a is a facsimile of john stones essentially right yeah not yeah. strong Probably a little bit of a beta in defense because he's still young, needs a rock with him, but doesn't have it yet. That's fine. But you can see the crap version of Manchester City that he's building. Mm-hmm. But no, that's exactly what he's doing. Right. But he's still got these holdovers of guys that they're Wenger guys, right? Oba yeah. and Lacazette are Wenger, right? 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, if there was anyone who had a fucking contract run ever it's Aubameyang with he went nuts he won him the FA Cup just running in behind yeah. when when Arteta smartly was playing defensively and then he decided no I don't want to do that so uh he's got to get them back apparently there was a COVID thing so I I don't it's not like a it, there was some made-up scandal that oh he he had a falling out with those guys but you know it's not like a Spaniard has never been a racist before <laughs> so, so I'm throwing that in there. I Pep has problems. African players are like, "Yo, Pep, you're a dick," and he's like, "No, I'm not." I'm like, mm. and then Bernardo Silva's from Portugal. We got the monkey thing with Mendy. I don't know what's going on in Spain, but I think there's like casual accidental racism happening that we don't Definitely. even think about. That's Definitely. probably happening. <laughs> They're just so condescending that it comes off as racist. They don't even, but they don't just even easy. know. Like they just like they don't even mean, mean it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but so the, the bigger news from earlier yesterday was um, 40 million pounds spent on a goalkeeper, Aaron Ramsdale. Now, they didn't need to have Burnt Leno as the number one. But may we remind you that a year ago, right around this time, they sold Emiliano Martinez 
to Aston Villa for 20 million pounds. So they're already net 20, negative net 20 uh, on Ramsdale, right? And that's how I'm choosing to look at it. And maybe that's not totally correct because it's different windows and all that stuff. But you know what? One was a questionable move that we we first guessed at the at the moment. By the way, comfortably the best goalkeeper in the Premier League last season. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Wins the Copa America with Argentina. It was amazing. I mean, like Brazil attacking him. Yeah, no sweat. Yeah, yeah and awesome. and you know, shaky first game, but nonetheless, I, one of the one of the more established goalkeepers in the league at this point. Uh, and big, now you bring in Aaron Ramsdale. Like- yeah, I just big, yeah. The big thing for me with Martinez is, and it, it it's so glaring with Arsenal that you that you can't even like, how do they not see this? He's he was the one player in that squad. He had command. He had force. Yeah. It was personality. He was big. He was strong. He command. He, you fucking go there. Run out on him. You know, uh, Leno feels like a guy who wears a fucking beret in berlin like he's drinking he's drinking you know tea he's like oh i do yoga martinez is like we're going out (laughs) i'm taking a defense out we're gonna have fun and then we're gonna lift weights right you know what i mean like he just had a sporting winning look about him and he commanded that team and it made a difference and it made a difference to arsenal they won the fucking fa cup with him i remember saying on this show numerous times that like yeah. watching Martinez, I had, I was like, I don't like having to face him at all. And they and sold him. I was like, oh, thank God. Big and strong. Yeah. And good. Right. And, and he's only gotten more bulky. You put into the club, right? 10 years on loan and like dealing with England. His English is fantastic. He's in, he didn't leave until he played well. And they're like, oh, let's ditch him now that we have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. Questionable. It's just shocking to me. When in doubt. <laughs> Choose a fucking Argentinian. They're crazy. I love them. I love them. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know me. What I'm, are you I'm doing? Big, I'm big what on the Argentinian. What are you doing? They're hard as fucking nails. They play to win. They'll dive. They'll scratch. They'll bite. This is why Uruguay, a country the size of fucking Rhode Island, has two World Cups and the United States has zero. <laughs> They're biters. They're biters. They'll kill. They'll fight um, to the death. But we what we we they're the Japanese of footballers. We roll on Sunday. Is that the World War II reference? Is that is that count? Close. I went to the Pacific. It's a little different. It's a little different. It's a little different. We roll on Sunday and we stick with Arsenal. Uh, They host Chelsea. Who Chelsea obviously looked great, but I mean they played a JV squad in Crystal Palace last week. So you kind of go here's your three points. Let's go sit over there for a second. this will be a good test for both teams. Arsenal obviously rattled by the Brentford, uh, you know, experience, if you will. Um, but now they host, you know, Premier League challengers, Chelsea, and and current Champions League winners, right? So um, the Chelsea question I have starting to gain momentum in the uh, in Telerati, where people are like, oh wait a minute, that team looks like they're going to win the league <laughs> yeah, yeah and as much as i love city if they won the league i would not be surprised like it's starting no. to feel like the train is rolling the lukaku's in i still worry about their like uh twiggy waif thin crew like all those guys that are five six to five seven and weigh 140 right. pounds that just do their fucking thing so <laughs> pulisic Havertz. ZH, that gang, those little, yep, that group. Yep, but now yep. they've got like a big freaking unit that can stand in between them and be like, listen, you f- literally fuckers, I'm here now. Yeah. And you're going to call- play off me. Oh, I forgot Werner. Who well, Werner's going to be figuring as, as part of that probably off the left. No, he's right, definitely but... going to play. Otherwise, why would you have been playing him all this time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he still um, does stuff, but they're so, no, no, good. Without they're question. so deep and they're all like, under 20 like it's unbelievable how many yeah, good players i think there. the average age of that group aside from lukaku because he's like 29 but uh yeah the rest of them are like 23 i think is the average age so yeah i mean listen nobody's saying that chelsea doesn't have a, a plethora of attacking you know riches just like city does um and they they should be there at the end one of those two teams is probably going to be lifting the trophy but yeah uh looking at sunday yeah arsenal we learned a little bit about what um what the kids have and what the kids don't have, right? And I think Arteta won't make that mistake against Chelsea, 
right? He's I mean, not whether gonna he, play Balogun again up there. No, you can't play Balogun. Um, He's got to be a real striker. Somebody. And somebody. is Jaka is Jaka healthy? I can't remember. Uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I think he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, the outlist that... is Party and Kedia, uh, Gabriel, Obamiang, Lacazette, Willian, and Runnerson, who they're getting rid of. Which on the injury side for Ziyech, it's just Ziyech is out for Chelsea. So. Yeah. Uh, well, there's one questionable, uh, and and it's a big one for Chelsea, and it's Ingolo Kante. And so, um, if he's out, that changes a lot. Of things, no, but they'll, they'll, they'll but they'll be they'll play Kovacic and and Jorginho. That's but he's not. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but they're not. Neither of them are Conte. No, right. No, 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 but no. the other problem is Arsenal don't have the attack. They don't have to worry. So I think Saka goes ninety minutes in this one. He obviously didn't start. That was the one, you know, egregious error. I thought that yeah. uh, that. Arteta made in the lineup decision against Brentford is that he didn't, he left Saka off. Uh, he put him on the bench, um, but he's got to play him against, against Chelsea. He just has to. Um, but again, bringing yeah, but Odegaard and Smith Rowe. They're going to have to play all these guys. Oh, they so might, bad. but my point is that playing at Odegaard next to Smith Rowe should make both of them better. Um, yeah. And I think that that gives them a shot. I think, I, like I said, Earlier, I think that Odegaard steps right into that team. He certainly, if there's if there's no fitness problems, he certainly should be on skill, and he's he's familiar with everyone, so yeah. um, he should walk right in. Um, who plays at the top? I'm not sure. Speaking of Chelsea, Tammy Abraham was sold to Roma this week. Arsenal was was rumored to be interested in him. He would have been perfect for Arsenal. He would have been perfect. It's probably going to be Roe Pepe Saka because that's who they've got. That's their three up front. And there's an yeah, idea that yeah. they may match. They may match the back three of Chelsea. Chelsea, obviously, their back three. They signed Chalaba after he scores the goal. They're going to have him playing. So it'll be Chalaba, Christensen, and Rudiger, Aspilicueta, Alonso. So they, it's kind of a back four, like it's a sideways back four. Yeah, yeah it's slanted. Aspilicueta right, right, rolls right. in, and then basically Alonso's a winger. And and I could see I could see Reese James reclaiming his spot for Aspilicueta. I could see, uh, I, in fact, I expect Ben Chilwell to play over Marcus Alonso at some point in the next few weeks. So, um, you know, but the interest, like you said, it's if if you've got James and Chilwell playing, it's going to be a slanted four, but it's going to switch. It's more or less going to be a seesaw, right? Um, which is the really interesting thing about them, where they can go down both sides of the field and they can attack you from anywhere. The um, other the other problem is, is like if you're Lukaku, you can pick any team in the Premier League to make your debut against where you feel like you can do well. What team would you pick? I would pick Arsenal. That's I would their pick problem. Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're big enough that they still a name, but weak enough that I can just fucking post up on these bitches and yeah. just roll them. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's where Arsenal are. They're the team that gets rolled. Right, yeah. they were that way under Wenger, but at least they could always attack. They always mm-hmm. had players that open you up. But th- if you punch them in the mouth, they'd go down. Right? Yeah. What Arsenal are dying for is fucking Rudiger, like that guy, that force, that mm-hmm. command. It's just, it's so galling and so bizarre. It must be like a cultural deep state problem. I mean. I hate to use like the oldest cliches in the world, but they literally haven't replaced fucking Vieira for 20 years. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like they tried it with party. I don't know how leadership works. I don't play enough soccer. It's just clear. You watch him and you're just like Saka. I mean, sorry, Shaka tries to be it, mm-hmm. but he's not good enough. Like he gets in people's faces and fouls people, but it's, you don't get the sense that like, could you just have maybe moved your feet instead of taking the guy down? And, like, <laughs> right. You know, why does you have to grab him by the shirt every time someone runs past you? Like, mm-hmm. maybe if you moved, you could just stop that from happening, right? Right. Like, could you just not do what you do, right? But he's a good passer, whatever. And and they have too many young guys where you don't get the sense that any of them are fiery. Any of them will feel confident enough to be like, yo, Aubameyang, you fucking make that run again. I'm going to punch you in the face. You come back and stand next to me because this guy's killing me. Like, who is that guy on that team? They don't have it, right? Right. There's nobody. You never even see people pointing. They just go like this. 
<laughs> they are a team of mopey guys pulling the ball out of their own net. It's, um, it's, I, I do have one more point of reference that's really great about soccer that that we get because of the lack of movement, especially at the top level. The personality of teams is real and institutional. And when it changes, you feel it, right? Like Spurs became Pochettino's team, a team in their personality. And they then we didn't. And then, we, and then completely yeah. changed to yeah. suit a strong personality in Mourinho. And now you're seeing it again with Nuno. City have taken on Pep. They are Pep. They're quiet. Well, he's he's the leader of that team, right? Like Burnley is Sean Dyche. And even when Sean Dyche leaves, it's going to take time to undo it. So teams have historical personality. Like Real Madrid in a Champions League, even if they're having a bad year, it's like, they're still Real. Like they have some institutional power to be good. And Arsenal are living off of institutional Wenger, but it's gone. Like they are... Are they, they like if you if I are they living on their reputation or are they not really better than Villa? No, I think that they're <laughs> I think that their reputation has taken notches down, right? We're not talking about the invincibles here. We're talking about the Arsenal badge. But, but people talk about it. It's 15 years ago. No, 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 I know what but what I'm saying is it's the Arsenal badge that is so recognizable around the world because of the invincibles. But because of Thierry Henry, because of Patrick Vieira, because of um, uh, Bergkamp, right? But Campbell and and Seaman and Tony Campbell. Adams and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but you take a step back and you go, every every chink in the armor for the last fifteen years, like every bad loss, every eight embarrassing. One, eight, thank you. Yes, exactly. Um, it used to be that Spurs were the punching bag, right? And you now you you and sing they still are fighting Spursy, and they're still fighting for that trophy. So it does stay right, like yeah, even in yeah. even in the Pochettino, even in the positivity, there are still little pieces of narrative that hold on. Like oh, City course. fans, we still we find moments to put typical City. Like it's typical that we lost the Champions League that way. That's infected institutional scars. <laughs> well, that's where you get. Uh... You know, right. You that's why with... that's why City's my team. I still think they're gonna lose, even when yeah, they win. Well, that's that's inherently you live with the pep, you die with the pep, essentially, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. So and we're gonna get to I don't want to spoil any gambling picks for later in the show, <laughs> which is one of our new segments. Um, hey. but uh I think Arsenal have a shot here, and I'll leave it at that, and we'll talk about it <laughs> a little later in the show. Um, I don't want to waste that much more time on Spurs, but it is one of the more better, interesting game of the weekend. You know, yeah. uh, again, yeah, narratives. Nuno heads back to the Molyneux uh, to take on his former Wolves. He was there how long, you think? Five, six Four, years? Four, five years? Now, yeah. but so I was listening to some podcasts about it, a guy who covers the, the black country in England, which is Birmingham, not you know, not don't 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 use your American <laughs> brain. Black country because of coal. You mean um, my you mean my Italian brain? Yeah, yeah. So, and he said that Nuno was really instrumental in completely changing the culture at Wolves. So it's not just a manager coming back. It is a it is a Pochettino coming back. It is a right. it is a Pep going to Barcelona to play a game. It's like a a culture changing guy. I mean. That Wolves team didn't just come out of the championship. They destroyed the championship, came into the league, finished seventh twice in a row, had a long European campaign, and had a second really good season where they finished seventh again. And only last season when shit just went wrong. I mean, I think you realize the depth of that. They ran that 11 out there. They lost Jota. Then they lost Jimenez. They really couldn't recover. They lost Jota late in the – like, it would be like – it, uh, if they transferred him out now, right? Like that's right. that Liverpool transfer was later on in the in the window, if I remember correctly. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, they lost him. They didn't have the opportunity really to to turn around and and find a replacement for him. They brought right. in Neto, who was who was as good as you could have asked for, and I in think the light of the the Jimenez injury, which was hard. Triore was supposed to kick on, and he didn't. And he didn't. He went yeah. from a ten goal season, ten assists to zero. Yeah. Right. They mm-hmm. really thought he would become a thing, and he didn't. And so 
that's really where the the damage came for them. They needed they needed someone to step up, and no one did. And yeah, their yeah. midfield of Neves and Moutinho, Moutinho was really getting long in the tooth. They hung on in defense. I think they lost Bali for a lot of the season as well. Really good, a really good defender. Yep. That hey, maybe Arsenal just buy him. You fucking. So, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm excited to watch this one uh, from from my Spurs perspective. The way that he had the players fighting for him and for the club against City tells me that there's this is going to be an interesting one to watch. Generally speaking. Uh, trips to Wolves have not necessarily been kind to Spurs, and they've always been dogfights, no pun intended. Um, but um, I feel like we sort of have that spirit of the dog on our side now. So I'm curious to see if Wolves sort of fold a little bit easier. Um, it does feel like, and it's one game in, it does feel like all of their uh, attacking in- ambition and all is going straight through Treore at this point, which... Yeah, he feels like a straight line runner, and that's sort of an easy. Well, I mean, thing they're to gonna try with him in Yeah, but I again, he's we talked about it. He's he's a he's skittish to say the least, and that's not a criticism at all. I mean, how could you not be? But um, it feels like they're they're. I don't think they're rushing him back, but like, I worry about how he's going to look and feel on the field and ha- his comfortability level really. Um, but we've talked about Spurs too much on this show, so. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing another shit kicking at Old Trafford this weekend uh, with United taking on Southampton. And we, we highlighted Southampton as one of the sneaky relegation candidates without Vestergaard. Um, that could get ugly for them. So uh, Pogba's feeling it. Obviously, Fernandez is feeling it. Um, and they just were able to bed Sancho in a little bit. Uh, and I think he's going to get a full start. Greenwood looked unbelievable uh, while Cavani gets healthy. So, um, you know, and Rashford gets healthy. They're firing on all cylinders, and Southampton's really not going to have a whole heck of a lot there to stop them. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm liking the idea of another potential laugher um, for, for, for United. Um I'll wait till uh, till Laurent gets back because of wherever he went. But uh, City and Norwich and Liverpool. Uh, so Man City take on Norwich and Liverpool take on Burnley. Um, the question I have for for the you know the listener is who's going to win by more? Uh, I don't think either of these games is even mildly watchable. I think City is the late game on Saturday. Um, so you might get to see a, a good thrashing of Norwich there. Uh, obviously, Liverpool just came off a three-nil, you know, smacking of them last weekend. Um, not a lot to really think about here. Uh, the other thing with Liverpool is that uh, Samikas will probably be playing again at left back, but Andy Robertson has been seen in training, so he'll be back. If he's not back before the September. Um, international break i'll be surprised at this point and it did sound like the worst case scenario he'd be back after it so um that's good news for the reds uh but i see them both kind of uh cruising to early victories there um but yeah i mean other than that i mean there's there's a couple of other games but before we go deeper into it i want to talk about uh my friend laurent is back. Uh, he, <laughs> he died that, everyone. He, no just a, a little died. a little little yeah. internet connectivity. Just had yeah. to drop and pop back in. That's all right. Laurent has died. Um, <laughs> That's right, um, but yeah, no, don't worry about it. Um, but I do want to talk real quick about our friend Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. Uh, we talk about him every week, and he absolutely deserves, uh, you know, to be talked about more. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of different ways you can try and cut corners and make sense of your finances and save money for whatever it is you've got coming up, uh, you know, in your life. But uh, Joe's really, really takes the time to get to know you, to get to know your family and understand what your situation is, right? And the important thing about that is because everybody's situation is different. Um, so he really takes the time to, to understand all of the different variables and, you know, different circumstances that you may be working with um there's the website with the baby it's just every time so go call the number i'm gonna i'm gonna shout the number out real quick go up to the top 
347-865-2290 is the number. You can schedule a call at any time. I'm sure if we uh, called him right he's now, he'd pick up the phone. Got, he's so. even got a schedule. It's really yeah, he's got a scheduler. You can do Great it right call. on the site. Um, but, yeah. I mean, go to attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com. Once again, that's www.attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com. For more information, talk to our buddy Joe and tell him the guys from Chop Sports and the Squeaky Bum Time podcast sent you. Hey, thanks for thanks for stepping in there, Mike. Uh, just no had problem. a little little internet action, little bit of a thing. I noticed as I was in it, I was like, "Why am I so choppy?" I'm like moving my head, and it's not moving. So we have a, I a video that tell you. comes on. <laughs> but uh, it kicked off and was able to get back in. It just took a little bit longer than we wanted to. Uh, I do want to run through a couple of items on the schedule that we should probably touch, just for the sake of talking about it. One is. Our boys from uh, Brentford Chris and Crystal Palace. That is a yep. London derby. That's a serious game. I'll be watching that one. Great atmospheres. I'm sure Brentford mm-hmm. will bring a strong crew to Selhurst Park. Um, Brighton Watford. Just because. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> just because that's my, you can't, my secret. You can't team. quit the Seagulls. I'm, I'm a, and then uh, I, I expect cities going to play yeah. at home against Norwich. They are due for some fucking ass kicking. Yep. Uh, hopefully. Uh, if City lose that game, there will be panic on the streets uh, of well, me. Well, uh, that's a good point, right? <laughs> like, like you basically – Norwich is taking on a bee-stung city. They're going to yeah. turn around with that with a whiplash, and they're going to be like – I talked about it while you died, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, they I didn't I didn't mention that point, right? Like, so so yeah. city obviously having taken the loss last week, they're out to be like, no, 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 <laughs> we're going to make sure we're make up the goal difference, and we're going to take some anger out on Norwich. Poor little Norwich here. So, um, I said that I believe that Liverpool will win, but I think that this is a good uh, segue city. into our. No, I said no, City and Liverpool, and I know you okay. might differ on one of those. But I think <laughs> this is a a really good segue into our new segment. Hey, um, best bets of the week. We are oh, gambling. Boy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I well, apologize. I, 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 might, I may I may have to put money on these games just to have some. I'm going to. So you tell me how it's going to work. Here's let me explain it. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to each pick three games each week. And we're going to uh, we're going to review them on the Monday show, obviously. But we're also going to keep our record over the course of the year. Um, and there may be some prizes for listeners as the as the season goes on. We'll see how much we lose before we guarantee anything. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're betting. We're not really betting us because we don't want to get in trouble. But we'll put some crap cash, as we call it here on the show. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the game. We'll call it crap cash out of the CFCP production. Old school name for those uh old heads who are down yeah. the the crap football, crap pundit era. So crap cash. We'll we'll go <laughs> into our bets. I just need one of them to hit and I'm a fucking genius. So uh, I'm loving it. <laughs> All right. So um first and foremost, give me <laughs> give me your first uh best bet of the week. I as a lunatic non-professional gambler who just loathes uh, Liverpool FC, that's that's Burnley money line at plus fifteen hundred. That means if wow. I put a thousand crap caches on it, I win fifteen hundred crap caches. Is that correct? no? If you put a hundred, oh, hundred, excuse me, hundred, hundred. Sorry, I had a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you put a hundred, hundred crap cash. Yeah. So I'm gonna take my hundred crap cash, put it on Burnley. Okay. Burnley have broke the streak at Anfield last season after the 68-game home-winning streak, and actually sent Liverpool into a tailspin. Uh, Sean Dyche has that effect on teams. And also, I think they drew with them the year before at home in in Fortress uh, Turfmoor, the greatest stadium name in the whole fucking world, Turfmoor. That's uh, (laughs) just insane. The sky is very low to the ground. Sean Dyche is pissed off at his team. He probably gave them 10 lashes after blowing a one-goal lead to my beloved Brighton, who are not as good as Liverpool, but played like Liverpool. They have mm-hmm. Adam Lallana, which used to be on Liverpool. So that's close enough. Uh, but I, I do like this game. Uh, I don't trust Liverpool. I think that Sean Dyche is literally going to tell them, kick Van Dyke in the leg. It's possible. See, that's see entirely possible. Yeah. So I like Destiny. Tarkovsky and I like... 
I like Ben Mee to try and get at him, and I and I see a I see a a Dwight McNeil cross going off Chris's Chris Wood's head after someone elbows uh, Allison in the face, so he can't get the easy header, and Burnley win one nil because uh, Sadio Mane's COVID uh, comes back up. I will give you, it's going to be one nil, but an own goal. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also, in a crazy, crazy pick, I've got Arsenal money line at plus 350. It was too much money. It's too much money for Arsenal in a London derby against Chelsea, who they drew with and always play them tough. I think Arteta has been great at back-to-the-wall games. He just seems now, could could could, could I have looked for a draw here? Probably, but I just think that Arteta has somehow always finds a way when he's about to be dead in the water. Arsenal don't lose much under Arteta. What they do is draw. Even though they lost last week, it's the draws that kill them. And I think that they'll find a way against Chelsea. Because if they're going to go down, they got City up next. If they're going to go 0-3, he's going to get fired. So he's going to circle the wagons and pull one out against Tuchel and bring Chelsea down to earth after they played Crystal Palace, which is basically like, you know, Patrick Vieira is a bum. He's not a good manager. And then lastly, my beloved Brighton, after pulling one out that they didn't deserve, they're going to win this game on XG 7-3 to to against uh, XG of seven goals, which means they're going to get three penalties and miss them all but still draw to Watford because that's their narrative. Uh, They were the number one team in drawers. Uh, They also, along with Spurs last season, dropped the most points from winning positions with 23. So I still think they'll finish in the top 10, but uh, they don't have to make it to Europe. They just have to keep their XG fun going, and they're plus 250 for a draw against Watford, which I love. And they never win at home, ever. Yeah, I like that a lot. They, uh, if we've learned anything from Brighton last year, and and hearing you talk about it, they will disappoint you like my eventual children. So, oh no, but it's, uh, but, it's so, but it's not disappointing. It's but in this case, it's life affirming. In, in this case, if you can make a couple of crap crap cash off of it, right? Well, put put, put uh, hundred bucks hell? of crap cash on. Yeah, exactly. So Yours okay, is more um, human. Minor, actually, I looked at these. I'm like, okay, these might actually happen. Um, yeah. I was going to do Brentford too. It was too easy. I was looking at, uh, and I mentioned earlier in the show, I think that and, and, uh, my friends and I have a meme where it's like the Captain America uh, when Spider-Man's in, det- in detention. He's like, so you bet on Spurs again, didn't you? Um, but so that's kind of where I'm going this week. It's it's the, in again, I think we have the dog in the fight this time mm-hmm. against Wolves. So I think the Wolves are going to fold. And I think that they're actually Oh, I see what you trouble. did there. You don't want to get thrown to them either. Hey. Um, <laughs> I like Lester a lot on a draw, uh, uh, draw no bet, which essentially means uh, I get no risk on a draw. Um, I, I just – West Ham scare me a little bit, again, with their, their late season or their late game heroics. But um, I think – this week, man. They were great last week. Lester, I think, is a little bit more firm uh, at mm. the back. And uh, I, I, I'm i hedging this a little bit with the draw no bet. Um, so that one could come out. And again, even odds, I'll take that. No problem. Uh, and then Brentford, uh, I, I understand it's a derby and derbies, anything can happen. Um, but I just, I will take the money against Crystal Palace every time I can. Um, they are, they're just, there's they too many got- variables. Doors blown off them by Chelsea. Like they, they weren't, they didn't get out of their half. Like mm-hmm. they're not there yet. Whatever the other is thing. doing, maybe they will be a second half team. They're yeah. changing a culture on that team and half the players. So it's a long yeah. way to go. And, you know, I want Vera to do well. I like the idea of, of a, of a, of a, a manager of African descent. That's good. We want that. We want diversity. We want it to sure, look like the players. Sure, yeah. We want, we want uh, an old school player to sort of play. We want him to play attacking football. We want him to succeed. It's just there's a lot of changes going on from like five years of Roy Hodgkin playing a four four two, betting on uh, on Mahojlovic. Well, it's a lot uh, of new players. Penalties. It's they're 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 a team of individuals right now still, and they yeah. don't have Eze. They don't have Olise. I think is still out. Olise is um, out. Yeah. So 
all these 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 young exciting players who they have brought in they're not part of the side right now i think that the they could be in a really really tough spot come halloween or so uh looking up at, the, at a lot of teams at the table so um you know I, and by the way here's another a prop one as a bonus that I, I probably won't put any crap cash on but it's worth <laughs> it ivan tony had zero shots last week what zero a crock shots. of shit he's going to have 5 He's going to go explode. I think he's going to score this week, but I also think that he's going to have a couple of shots on goal. So if if there's a shots bet, prop bet that you can take, I, I would guess that it's probably two, two and a half for Tony. Take the over on that. That's going to be my, uh, my my bonus one. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to track these. We're going to see how the the these results go. And we're hey, going to update you. There you go. On the fly. <laughs> I love that. Um but yeah, you know what? I'll put a little crap cash on that too. I'll, I'll, I'll report back. We'll we'll tweet out these these picks. We'll tweet out the results, obviously. Um, and yeah, I think that that's uh, that's what we've got. So that's the best bet segment. Laurent, what do you got I've for got, me? I've got. I feel like if you do a Premier League show, you have to talk about Manchester United because they're only. Oh, the I did, but you died. Oh, oh, okay. What what did you have for United? I said that they're going to kick the shit out of Southampton because without <laughs> Vestergaard in the back, I mean, it's no. See, I I don't think so. Are they? Is it away? Yeah, it's away. No, they're not going to kick the shit out of Southampton. Okay, because these are the games that that United will be judged on. It's Fair. these games that if they win big, then I'll be I'll be interested in because it's it's the teams that sit deep and try and find a different way to play that really can't match them. If they do, if they show, sorry, if they show style in this game, I think is the big thing. Or do they sputter and kind of like futz mm. around, huff and puff, and they get a penalty, and you're like, you know what, that was bullshit. They should have fucking lost that game, right? Uh, good news on the Southampton front: JWP signs a deal, so New he's contract. not going anywhere. Thank yep. God, because I was worried about them. You probably talked about all the games. Then did you talk about our beloved Leeds and Everton? Clash of Styles, Iconoclast Managers. That one should be good. And then watch the Leeds game. Ellen Road is going to be on yes. fire. It's their first game with fans <laughs> in 17 it's gonna years. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm going to bring a knife to a Turkish fight, which famously the Leeds fans were attacked by Turks uh, and killed uh, yeah. because they're, they're good people. We saw that with the Villa game. <laughs> sort of trash thing. Oh, where was it that they were? <laughs> no, it was United. It was United. United, right? They were they were trashing downtown uh, Manchester. Yeah. Just yeah. just good old good old you days. Love to see good it. old. <laughs> you do love to see it. And I think uh, Mike, that's our that's our match two preview. I think we've covered all our bases. Hopefully, I'd say so. by this time on Monday, Harry Kane will be a citizen. You're a piece of North shit. London. Well, now let's ah! get out of here. <laughs> Okay, that was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show so we have more people watch the show because we need them to. We need you. And, uh, we do. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll let you know how it goes with our crap, crap cash. <laughs>